Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz. Hi, this is Bruce Smith. Hi, this is Cornelius Ben. Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, it's Dean King. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio talks about <laughs> hey now. So sometimes I think you're right when you say that the uh, the stories that happen off the air are funnier than the ones that yeah. go on. Well, you don't think the show is funny anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but not um, going out on a limb. But <laughs> hey now, and welcome to the big show on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday. I don't even know what day it is. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday is, is today's date. It yeah. is Wednesday. I know it's Wednesday because I am speaking tonight at Fulton High School at 6 p.m. So if you want to come and listen I gotta to me. I share that on the Facebook page. You need to share that. You're coming, right? Of course you'll be there. It's I your town. A thing with a thing. Get that thing? Yeah. You Get know the thing again. Yeah, Polly, I'll be busy too. Polly will be there. Polly will be there to support his coworker. stuff with the stuff going on. Um, you got stuff with stuff and he's got the thing with the thing. Yes. Two Jeez. separate things though, so. They're two separate things? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard things. Okay. I heard things about them, but that's all right. Yeah, listen, I don't need your support. I've never had it before, so why would I? How dare you? <laughs> Excuse me. G. Ray Bodley High School in Fulton welcomes Daniel Baldwin to speak about the horrible opioid crisis tonight. I will be going and uh, giving what I can, which is my experience, strength, and hope on the subject and what's going on up here. And is that open to the public? It's open to the public mm-hmm. and cool. it's free. Uh, I donate my time to be of service, particularly when it comes to kids. I will say that in the past, um, I would, was less than happy with the number of kids that show up. Uh, I get more parents, um, and I cue them in uh, when it's predominantly a, um, an older crowd on things to look for, signs, so on and so forth. Um, although, Polly, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what, what, what the joke was right before we came in? That's your story, bro. I'm not throwing you. Oh, come on, it was you, you it was tell great. the story. All right, I'll tell the story because I don't so, want your wife so mad at me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Robin hates you anyway. So I know. I don't want her tracking me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got I got asked about uh, something I had uh, done. There was a joke being made about putting a tracker on your phone. I said, well, "My wife has a tracker on my phone." So there's a, in your location services, you can share your location with a person. So Robin just nonchalantly, like a year ago, said to me. Honey, you need to share your location, and I'll share my location with you. So um, I got a notification that said, um, your location is now being shared with Robin, and Robin is sharing. So let me show you how it works. So I'm going to open my phone now in front of Polly. I'm going to show you something. Watch. This is insane. Watch this. Watch this. So if I go to my text messages, right? I don't. And I hit Robin. Then I hit her name on top. Then watch this when I do info. Watch what happens. It locates her. So it'll tell a map of the street. Of exactly where she is. A now, what if this shows up somewhere watch. you don't know where watch. that is? Watch. So she's home. The, that's her. That's her home. She's in the pool house for some reason. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's. Who's Carlos? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Hang on. Let me let me put the camera on. Who's that? <laughs> that uh-huh. is insane. Shut that feature. Who's that man? Rake, who's that man raking the lawn? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you don't so, need that. So so anyway, well, I didn't even realize I had it. You know. So she goes. No, no, no. Where were you at such and such and such? And she goes, because I was talking to you. And I went, I don't know what time. And she said, well, you were somewhere in Central Square because I lo- I, I found your location. And I went, I said, what? I don't understand. Oh, I said, oh, I went to Walmart and got, you know, all the berries. And, the, you know, but I said, what are you talking about? You found, I didn't realize that when you share your location, you can track the person. 
So I'm getting tracked, man. It's all right. I get tracked. And I told Daniel I, I, before we came on the air, I would not have shared that story with me. Well, I don't know or why. anybody. Well, well, listen, listen. If you have absolutely nothing to hide about where you are and what you're doing, then you don't care if the other person has some insecurity or or they can't get a hold of you and they're trying to figure out. I don't. I don't really care. I, I don't do anything. I live a really boring life. I do I know, the show. I go home and I raise my kids. Bowles, Andy Bowles, documentarian, filmmaker, celebrity actor. He's uh, he's in studio with us because we're going to be shooting some more of my documentary after we're finished uh, with the show today. Uh, and Bowles, you know. He lives down in the city. He's got you know this young hot wife who's an actress. I introduced him to, and you know he he lives the life down there. He comes up here and he goes, he's you know I'm 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 making lunch sandwiches for my kids in the morning. Like there's, it's not this exciting life he expects it, it, it you know that it might have been. It's kind of you know just a regular Aussie and Harriet gig. Very yeah, it's very quiet. I would like to ask a question: How long would it take for your phone to ring if you shut the location off on your phone? Oh, you want to test it? I, I think it rings right away. What if, no, hold on. What if, like, I give it to Cody and he goes to a strip club with it? How quick is that? <laughs> like, how quick can we get it to go? I don't know there? how often she chimes in on it. I mm -hmm. think it's just, I think there's a correlation from when she calls me, like, multiple times. Like, you know, the phone's in the other room. or And I think, I don't know when she, it doesn't, there's not a thing that says you were just lo located. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. only two times that should be on. Like, if you're a dead body or if. You've lost your phone. I do it on the way home from events. Like, so if I work an event late, it's like 11 o'clock. My wife will ask, when are you going to be home? And I'll just say, here. And I'll turn mm -hmm. on share location for an hour. Oh, so she can track your trip So she can see home? me, like, take the detour to Taco Bell, then get back on the highway. She can get the guy home. out of the house. Oh, how dare Wow. <laughs> uh, Ronaldo's a delight. How dare well, you? Well, well, see, it would be interesting if there was something on there that you could turn on that would tell you how many times the person tracks you, because... I have no idea, and I don't track her, so mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really, you know. Where are you going? I'm going down to lunch. I'm going to blah blah, and I'm stopping at a friend's. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. You know, I mean? like mm -hmm. maybe, I, you should, maybe you should turn it off. Yeah, that's. And then we see how important it really yeah. is. And then when does she notice that it's? Do you not think that's well, weird? Well, if I if I if I hit turn location thing off, it immediately sends it to you because I got an alert that said. Robin has discontinued location services like like seven months ago or something. And I looked at it and I went, what does that mean? And I thought, so I called her and I said, what does it mean that you stopped sharing your location? She goes, oh, I, don't, I must have pushed that. Let me send my location back to you and open that up. She goes, I didn't mean to do that. And I went, well, I really don't care. But it said, she goes, no, I have to have mine on for me to get yours. She told me. <laughs> you guys need to stop that. It seems crazy to me. Um, I got to tell you. I, uh, that's the first time I pushed it in six months to show you how it works. Uh, I know, I, but I, I, really, I, really, I, really I would don't not care. want people, like, I wouldn't I, have nothing, I, to, you have nothing to hide, listen, I get that, but I it have just seems zero, weird. So, so in a woman's mind, particularly a woman, if Robin said, I feel pressure, I really don't want to share my location with you, blah, blah, I'd be suspicious of that for about six seconds, and i go, okay, well then turn it off. I don't care. I don't think Robin fools around. I don't think she ever would do questionable. Does Robin flirt with people sometimes? Is Robin? Yeah, of course she does. She's a sexy woman. She knows how to work it, and she does that. But I'm 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 fine with Robin being Robin. As far as what I feel sadder about is that she feels that she needs to track me or whatever or to feel safe, and that probably is more of a message of things that come from her other relationships. Like I said, I have no. Go ahead, push the button. I'm in the studio. Do whatever, mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. you have to do. You know, Bowles was sharing with me that that his wife, you know, gets really scared about certain locations she's at. Or blah, blah. 
you know, and after a while, you want to, my kids do this, and I go, look, go upstairs and go to bed and be quiet. You know, enough of this is ridiculous. I'm you single at 47, so I'm no expert. I'm tracking you. But if someone said, hey, I want to track every movement of your life. Okay, well, the, the assumption is that- I would be like, this ain't going to work. The assumption is, and according to Robin's uh, explaining of this, by having that feature on there, if something ever happened to you, or so I would be able to know where you were. I, I kind of so, wonder if, if my wife has tracking me. Because you would know. If I, would, if I leave work early, she was like, well, what's up? What are you doing? Yeah, she knows. <laughs> and, but she knows. How do you... Give me, yeah, give me your phone. phone. <laughs> give me phone. This isn't an give me phone. No, he's not gonna know on that. Oh, one. It's not Samsung. Now. Oh. Maybe there's some other kind of feature. Yeah, she's got. Oh, she's got. She's got. She's got you she, she, has you, she has you chipped now like a no, dog. You're, <laughs> you were sleeping one night, and that little hip pointer yeah. you thought you had. Yeah. Nah, See, she the slipped is, the chip uh, in there. All, all these, all these, uh, you know, the millennials. <laughs> my my wife's eight years younger than me. Yeah, get up nice and close. Oh, all the millennials. My wife's like eight years younger than me. And she knows she can just whiz through these phones. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my god, you don't know how to do this." Yeah, she she stuck something on your phone while you weren't looking. Yeah, yeah. she got spyware on there. Yeah, bulls. I think probably. Yeah, she's she got, got the lockdown bulls. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I don't know. This doesn't seem sane. Okay, or okay, healthy. okay. But, but listen, listen. The the t- and I can see this from someone if they're paranoid or they're worried or or they're just trying to be helpful. Whatever, whatever the reason. Your reaction to it is exactly the worst reaction you can have because if you don't have my reaction to it, which is uh, only if you're somebody who's doing something questionable, would you really care? If that person really is that worried or, or says to me, you know what, what if you had a heart attack? What if you had an accident? What if you, and I go, what if you had a naked girl over to the right. What if you uh, lost right. your well, phone? But see, there, but, see, but, but there's the thing. And that's another advantage. I've left it on the golf course and she found it. Oh, she really? goes, no, you left it on the golf but course. But there's an app for that. Like okay. you don't need your wife to look. <laughs> Again, there is nothing. And I repeat, nothing that I do. That she's not welcome to go through my phone. Listen, I've gone in. I think it was her, not ex-husband, but the boyfriend in between me and the husband, which she was with for years. And he did some really questionable stuff, and she caught him. And so she said, do you care if I have the code on your phone? And I went, no. So I know that means that when I'm not around or if the phone's sitting there, she goes through it and looks at the text messages or looks at whatever to make sure that if that's what you need to do, I, I, I used to think... That it was a reflection on whether she trusted me. It's a reflection on her because I don't write any messages. I don't do anything that is wrong. I have lots of girls. If you went through my Facebook friends, I got a thousand friends of mine, 5,000 friends, the maximum you could have on it. 700 of them are female models from around the world. I mean, it would make her crazy if she watched. And if she wants to do that and sit there going, well, he said she looks great in that dress. But I, because I probably thought she looked really great in the dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to hit well, on it's her. It's good on you that, that you don't have, you know, you're not worried about it. Go, go, have at it, man. I, have wonder, at it. I wonder, you know, I mean, what's what comes next is we're going to start sharing our locations with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be like, oh, I wonder where Daniel's at. Oh, let me look on the app. Oh, he's at Walmart. Well, that's why they tell you not to check in places because then thieves will know where that you're not yes. home. Like if it says so, Daniel Baldwin is in North Carolina, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go rob his house. He's I, not home. Jo- Josh saved me from being stupid at one point where I used to call my house the Lovenasium, <laughs> and I used to tag myself on Facebook as at the Lovenasium. And he'll like, give his address. He's like, you dope. Everybody knows where you live now. <laughs> and nobody, still nobody's coming. <laughs> yeah, you should turn off all location services on your phones. Yeah. Oh, I think I should have a penis chip. That's what I think. Wow. I, I think I should chip my penis so she knows where my penis is at all times. Wow. What do you think? That's a boring follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be at the Lovenasium, I can mm-hmm. tell you that right now.
with anybody else. Uh, you know, so SU basketball is out. Girls basketball is out. The tournament's going on. We're kind of rolling into a little bit of when it matters in pro pro uh, basketball. Baseball hasn't really started yet. Football. This is really like the death of sports right now for like the next month. There's like nothing. You have to manufacture stuff. I'm looking at Tony Romo's contract, Lonzo Ball's tattoos. I wanted to you ask know. you something. You brought up the tournament. Has your bracket thoughts changed now that they have the Sweet 16 set? After watching teams play, have you changed who you thought was going to win? No. Nope. No? No. I think Gonzaga has moved up, and my they might be able to win this. Well, now after I have Gonzaga gonna... being champ, and so and so. Here's why it hasn't changed: because in the games that you, here's what we said about Syracuse basketball all year. In the games that you have to put away, the Georgia Techs we lost to. By the way, Michelle Joseph was fired after 16 years as the Georgia Tech head women's basketball coach, and we should talk about that. What we a, should. Yeah, we should. I'd rather talk about your tracking on your phone wow uh, well you don't want to talk about what happened to michelle I don't know. 16 year legend I, not, legend not much in, to talk about I don't legend know. in the in the acc and uh um big controversy she was questioning at the university um why the female basketball team was treated so differently than the male basketball team and that they couldn't get the same facilities and uh their flights and all this different stuff and Suddenly, uh, they they suspended her because she was yelling at players too much or something. She'd been the same coach for sixteen years. I went to college with her brother. I've known her since she was in junior high school, and uh, and they fired her unceremoniously. And I think they're gonna there's gonna be a lawsuit involved in this whole thing. But sad to see uh, one of college basketball female uh, best coaches in the world uh, fired from Georgia Tech I will, yesterday. I will say this about my bracket. I also think even even after saying the Zags are that good, Florida State looks really good too. Yeah, there's a chance you could have four ACC teams in the Final Four. You know, I the, mean, a decent chance. I I looked at, at one of the things we said about SU and why I sidetracked onto Georgia Tech. We lost that game. We lost a couple of non-conference games. What Gonzaga has done in this tournament, along with North Carolina, who's who I have them meeting. They put away everybody they were supposed to write away. They disposed of them by 30. You know what I mean? Like they're, just, they're not messing around right now. Duke was in a barn burner that arguably, at one inch inside the rim, they lose to UCF. Um, so, Do you think a game like that wakes Duke up and now they just go on to stomp everybody like they realize how close I, they were to losing? I think if handled properly by the coaching staff... Um, you want to put that... You don't want to keep saying to them, you could have lost it. You don't want to, you don't well, want to see, say that. I, but for the other teams... UCF almost beat these guys. Like you, 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 you can beat these See, guys. I think if you're a coach, you say, "Look at how you are one millimeter away from losing your chance at a national championship, and you need to straighten up and get your act together." I I think I would rather during the game say that when it's actually happening. If that you know, or you're in a close game with UCF, for God's sake, you're supposed to put away number six. You know, but I don't think you want to remind them how lucky they were that they're even there. I I, I don't know. I don't. Well, that wouldn't be my coaching technique. Maybe it would be yours. Um, but but I'll, I'll say this: Gonzaga is a well-oiled machine yeah. right now. They're the, really good. The the two teams that I think stock rose the most are going to meet in the Elite Eight probably because Gonzaga and Florida State both just steamrolled. You know. Yeah, Gonzaga's the real deal. They're going to the final, and I have them winning. Which separates me in both my brackets because nobody else in the top four, and, and here at uh, Galaxy, my brackets are up there. 
I also think Auburn. Auburn could make a run. I think the bubble ends for Auburn. Who they got? North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, they're out. <laughs> I'm like, North Carolina is really that good. I think they North Carolina play, is better than Duke. Defense. They're, they're not I know, but they have six guys that can shoot the lights out. So Even does their Auburn. center. I don't know. I don't see it. I see Carolina going to the final against Gonzaga, and I think Gonzaga edges Carolina out 79-74. Um, and uh, I win both brackets, Levitard and this one. <laughs> I want to know who picks Carrie's games. Does Carrie know that much about basketball? Is her husband stepping in there picking her games? What? This is 2019. A woman may know basketball. I didn't say anything bad about women. I said Carrie individually. Does she know that much about yes, basketball? Yes, she's a basketball genius. She's an aficionado? Yes. You gotta also full disclosure. Not only is she Paulie's boss, she's his landlord now too. So he could be homeless and jobless. His house he's renting is from Carrie. Oh, yeah. Oh no. She is a genius. She's, a, she's <laughs> great at everything she does. She is. Let's just. Yeah. Let, let's she ho- watches college basketball twenty four seven. Let's let's Don't hope her, her. Let's hope integrity. her depositing checking skills aren't that good. Uh, how, how, how was she with? How was she with dribbling rubber checks? <laughs> <laughs> do not question her integrity. I'm not. I'm not questioning your integrity. For she God's holds sake. the power to destroy his life. <laughs> Just you destroy. and that little dog, Indy. Yeah. <laughs> you're fired and you're homeless. <laughs> Kaboom! She could really. You gave her a lot of power. Yeah. Is this the most power besides your mother or woman has ever had over you? I will not speak anything on this situation. <laughs> she's fantastic at her she's job. The arch, she's the archangel. Yeah. Yes, she wow. is. A, yes. And, and a beautiful working, woman, too. She's also working on a way to have his family <laughs> disown him at some point as well, too, so she can get the triple threat. Wow. <laughs> no family, no house, no job. I've adopted I've you. I've adopted you. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do if she's like, uh, what was the, uh, the movie uh, Horrible Bosses? Yeah. And uh, um, the one from Friends. Oh, Jennifer uh, was, Aniston? Jennifer Aniston was the dentist, and she just kept going after. What if that happened? He looks it like never that. Would. Oh, he looked what if that happened? Yeah. Whatever she goes, I want the rent, and I want it now. <laughs> he would pay it happily, Daniel. He would, he would do what he was told. He would do he? what he was told, and he'd pay ten percent exactly. extra because he's a good tenant and a, you know an employee. Number ten's coming up a lot in this. By the way, uh, Taste of Syracuse—that's <laughs> where they're off to. Carrying them, they to, just announced it. Did they? Yep. So uh, you can tell you. Oh, Sugar Ray is coming. Sugar Ray is coming to dude. Taste of Syracuse. Dude, that's going to be am so a dope. Huge Sugar Ray fan. You got to yeah. get backstage to meet Sugar Ray. Yeah. Well, you know the landlord. The landlord can set yeah, that yeah. up for you now. Yeah, I know. It you is. got contacts. Oh, that the like eighteen, nine-year-old Polly loves this. Yeah, <laughs> this is fantastic. Do you, have you look at the lineup that they have at like either Turning Stone or they get all kinds of guys like that showing up? Turning Stone, Del Lago. We should go hit a show. I'm going to look some stuff up. Let's go to break. We'll be right back after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yeah. Is this Lunitz? Lunez. Lunez, five, five on it? I got five on it. Yeah. 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 All right. Cypress Hill. Got All right. Well, I got. We're gonna we're gonna move. So what? Because um, it's gonna be a short segment. But I gotta tell you about this because I think this is a conspiracy thing. 
No, you're going to do dog here. We're going to talk dog, right? We're going to talk dog. We're okay. going to talk Lonzo Ball, too. Yeah, yeah. I got are that are we going to so blank Lonzo Ball? For, okay, we'll do we can Lonzo talk about that. and so we'll because do it. I, right. it's, Oh, I, I screwed up so out there. Everybody's. Yeah, no, it's all right. We're going to do a, no. a good story, a feel-good story. We, so ex- much we ex- Well, this is not a feel-good story yet. It's going to be a feel-good um, story. It's. We're going to make it a feel-good story right here. All right, so let me tell you that Valerie Capriotti, a friend of my family's, my sister Beth, uh, when Bowles and I went from shooting out in the streets yesterday, we stopped off at uh, Dinosaur, and we sat unbeknownst to us next to Valerie, who said, hey, do you know me? I know your sister. Um, I'm the woman who lost her dog. And I, I remember my sister telling me the story, um, but I didn't have the poster in front of me or anything. So Valerie's dog, his name, his name is Major. Uh, it is a blue tick coonhound. Major is two years old. Valerie, on uh, January 17th, all the way back then at 11 a.m., took the dogs out to the trails behind her house in the preserve in Manlius for an off-leash run. Um, Major snuck off into the woods and took off after two deer, uh, and and they, they started a search party. They went looking all over in the direction the dog went and so on and so forth, and they have not been able to find this, this dog now since uh, January 17th. So we want to put out an all points bulletin. We're going to post. There's 4,700 followers on Facebook on this site for um, for Major, uh, and it says "Lost Dog Help." Bring Major home. So if you if Facebook search "Bring Major Home," you'll see a picture of Major, and we're hoping that someone who's probably found Major running around um, and has taken him in realizes that uh, he has a home and he's very dearly missed. Um, by our friend Valerie Capriotti, and she's uh, she's really really upset. The husband uh, and uh, and Valerie would really love our help. So, if you can repost this on our page, we'll put it out today, or you can just go ahead on Facebook and search "Bring Major Home," uh, and we're going to try to find this dog. Our station is going to be responsible for bringing Major home. So let's find this dog. Uh, go take a second, go up, look it up, post it. There's pictures of the dog, and someone's going to go. Dude, the, the Andersons, they, they found that dog, and we're going to figure it out, and we're going to find the dog. Uh, there's contact info. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a reward. There might be, um, but uh, let's find this dog. Um, contact info, 315-569-9109, 315-569-9109. You can text or call. You can look it up on Facebook. Bring Major home. Let's go find this dog. Now, do you want to talk? Uh, Lonzo Ball is in. So what? Do you want to do a quick break now, and we'll come no, back? Here, let's hit this right now. This is a major. So what? Uh oh, I've got uh, big news, and I hopefully I'm allowed news. to say this because it's up on their website. Big it is. News. I can confirm it's on their website. The New York State Broadcasters Association has an- announced um, their awards, and Galaxy Media has cleaned house. Wow, for the whole state of New York. Yes. Wow. For medium market radio and small market radio, dude. The guy sitting to the left of you absolutely is an award-winning broadcaster. Thank you. Wow. His show, so his show, the, his, the, his, the morning show? He won show? Best Morning Show, Medium, Small Market. Wow. Uh, outstanding use of digital platforms. His his video cast of Whiskey Wednesday won. <coughs> 
two awards. Outstanding podcast Sunday brunch, which Josh and I do with a Cody. So you're so you are also sharing as an award winner in this. Yes, on Sunday brunch at least. Wow. So he won. And, so Josh is three times and, cleanup. So that's a morning show. The K Rock also won outstanding promotional announcement for their rock and roll contest, rock wow. or roll contest. Where, when does it end? And outstanding radio shows in small and medium markets. Wow. He's the Daniel Baldwin Show. The Daniel Baldwin Show wins an award. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I'd yes. like to thank the members of the Academy. I would like to thank uh, Paulie the Mole, a power producer, who's obviously Inse- an influential. And, and, of course, Josh, as if he needed another award. Holy cow, Josh. Is, Dude, that is amazing. You won you. four or five awards. Thank you. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Does this information get to Mr. Krebs, who then yeah, turns absolutely. around and says, You're fired. <laughs> Does he say, "Geez, Josh, what?" I mean, is there a lunch? Is there anything in it? I mean, yeah. Because you are, you are just crushing. there's a lunch in the. I mean, yeah. I don't know what they do every year. They change. Now, what do we, what so, do, we do for this? There's a lunch in somewhere in in Central New York, and we go and they give you a a, a little glass uh, award. But congratulations, guys! Wow, man! You That's congratulations well. to you, Paul. Josh. You're you in destroyed there as well. it. Destroyed so, yeah. it. I, I, I don't feel worth. Josh and I do a very adult-themed podcast together. I know. And the fact that it was... <laughs> I submitted a very clean part of it. Uh, so they really don't know what they gave the award well, to? Well, I'll submit five minutes. Are so you I guys, found five clean are you, minutes. Are you, but, but are you guys doing the, like your, you know, sweet 60? Ah! Like, well, like, no, the point you're of like it Beavis is and Buttons. Yes. Oh, my God, oh, that's yeah. exactly what the it is. The point of it is, is it gives the audience a chance to hear us completely unfettered by the FCC. You get... It's cursing. It's vile. You subjects. can curse on it on a podcast, of course. Oh, on a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's oh, why okay. we do it, and we just sit and have, you just get it all out. Yeah, and this show is one. Yeah, and thanks to Seth, I was on the road for the ACC tournament when these awards. Oh, and he had to cut vignette, the clip. I remember when the that. vignettes had to be put together, or we were on the road somewhere. You were because that was me. yeah, no, it was, was somewhere. You know, what my Seth. direction was him. Hmm. I said, Seth, how long does this thing have to be? He goes. I hear like five minutes or something. He goes, you know, you get, I go, just pick out every big name person that's ever called it. Put Alec on there. Put Daryl Strawberry on there. Put, yeah, it was just put the big, Shore. Yeah, it was great. Put the was biggest name clip. guys because that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. If that's not going to get them, meanwhile, well, the I, material I also, was terrible. And I sat down and I told them, I go, this is the best way to do it. We save all of those daily promos that we run. Right. And I go, oh, it'll yeah, sound really good proof. Produced if you just clip them all together without the voice guy, use the best of those, and he did. And you, you guys, uh, Seth should win an award. An yeah, he, no, award. it was very good of him, and congratulations to both of you. Well, that's strong, man. I'm very excited to hear that. Uh, when is this banquet? I don't know, dude. Do I, I can tell uh, you in a minute? Hold on. I want to bring like 80 people. I'm gonna pack the place. It, 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 <laughs> you will be at the Sheridan in Syracuse Wednesday, April 17th. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Josh, man. Can I go up there and do like a protest to uh, like Marlon Brando? I bust Josh's chops about uh, this all the time. Are you familiar with that, Bulls? Bobby's kissing my ass over here or something. Yeah, 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 something's coming. He needs, he, needs, he, needs, he needs a ride to pick up his car. I'm trying to get. I don't have anything to do. No, he trying to get, to get back car. on the show. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Marlon Brando in like 19. I want to guess it was like 72 or 73, because I think it was his award for The Godfather. He won Best Actor. And when they call him up as the winner, he's not in the audience, and they call him up uh, as the winner, and he sends up this Native American woman in full Native American garb, and she does his acceptance speech and says, 
that Brando is not there because of the negative treatment of uh, American Indians in the country today. So he uses it as a protest platform, the winning of Best Actor and an Oscar. So I think I might do that. I might, I might find some cause. You want to know something that I could see Mr. <laughs> Krabs doing about this? What? He, I could see him pulling you guys aside privately and saying at the awards banquet, don't mention Paulie, just, just <laughs> yeah. as a goof. I don't want one person mentioned Well, last Pauly. year, last year I, I won an award and I went up there and I only thanked Paulie Cerulean <laughs> in front of everybody. Did you really? <laughs> he died. Krabs, Mr. Levine died. I go, I go, I want to thank the person who made this possible, Mr. Uh, Paulie Sebelia, obviously. <laughs> Brent Axe was dying. Because everybody there, it's everybody in Syracuse media and they've all worked with Paulie yeah. in some way. So it's a room full of people who've worked with Polly and just to go, Polly made this possible. They all know. They all know Polly. <laughs> all right, let's take another break and I'll actually play the So What Open. Thank one. you. I'm so excited. It's time for. Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. Josh and Josh, what do you got? I got So What, brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub and Camillus. Catch all the madness on their big screen TVs, delicious food, family-friendly atmosphere, and live music on the weekends. Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. Uh, Syracuse former SU player Michael Carter-Williams has signed a 10-day contract, an extension rather, with the Orlando Magic, which expects to bring him into the playoffs. Cool. Wow. Good for him. Good for him is right. He, uh, he's stuff. been playing well down there, and they gave another ten days. What do you what do you what do you expect from Orlando in the playoffs? I'm not, I'm not seeing not much. I'm not They'll get to the playoffs, which means he might play in the playoffs, but I don't expect anything. Well, if that. they're going to take him to get to the playoffs, and he's playing, they're going to sign him for something that ends the year. He's one of those recruits that kind of was great for Syracuse, and then set him back at the same time. Was one and you know, well, he was two and done, mm-hmm. but because it, he because he tried to trip a Duke player and smoked weed, or what no, happened? No, no, he just left for the NBA early, but then. They got Tyler Ennis, and he went to the NBA mm-hmm. early, and it's just... He know. bounced around a lot, too. They didn't play yeah. in Houston for yeah, a while. Yeah, he was he's a rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. For he's like Sixers. one of Polly's rent checks. <laughs> How dare you? His landlord could be listening. <laughs> well, people are starting to starting up the rumor mill right now. With WrestleMania 35 of an only 11 days away, there is some speculation Bruce that... Bruce the Barber Beefcake. No, I think he's dead, but oh. no... Uh, Haystacks Calhoun. There is some speculation... That not only will Rob Gronkowski be there, but maybe Conor McGregor will be as well. The they, gobbledygooker? The, yes, yes. Coco be Beware will be Both there. Both of them are in my news today, Who? man. Uh, Rob good. Gronkowski and now Conor McGregor. There's uh, there's rumors going that they announced their retirements that they could go be a part of the WWE. Why do they always uh, do... Like, these two, I guess you could buy as being wrestlers, but they always have, like, Trump or Pete Rose... They always have some Well, you got to remember, too, when they do these things, out. they pay a ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know, so for you to be part of getting the chair belted over the back of your head one time because you make the mistake of saying something about Conor. But Conor McGregor's a really small guy. I mean, against those giant wrestler guys, he's not going to fare very well. Oh. Going to be in trouble. Uh, but are they going to wrestle? They'll get they got to get go involved up. in something. If they're getting up there, they're going to talk trash. Who was it? Uh, who was it? Oh, the, did you ever see the one with Tyson? Tyson gets up there and they push him. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them's like, "You wouldn't be, you wouldn't do nothing." And Tyson, he got Mr. really. Mr. T was big at one point. Oh, in there. Are you kidding me? I pity the fool. I pity the fool. What else you got? The NFL owners approved uh, both offensive and defensive pass interference will be reviewable. I wonder why they made that move this year. I can't figure it out. I don't know. 
<laughs> Why, something happened? You know, you, know, you, know, you know what's really sad when I think about that? I think about that and I think to myself, if not for two plays, one really dumb blown tackle and a pass interference call, Drew Brees is in the Super Bowl two more years in a row of his career. I mean, it, it could have changed so much for him. Last year, and I'm a Steelers fan and I'm bent because the Steelers would have made the playoffs if there wasn't a horrible pass interference called on the Steelers against mm-hmm. the Saints also that would have been reviewed and now overturned because nothing happened on it. So can you explain to me, an idiot, why, how, is this not a challenge call now? This is just review. No, I'm sure they'll do it at the booth. The official, I haven't read it, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing the official in the booth will say, you guys just screwed that up. You I fully understand what Paulie means when we had this dispute earlier. Um a month or so ago, and this was really hot news, um, when he said, well, why are you only going to review a certain time? You Otherwise, the game is going to be reviewed, reviewed, reviewed. But just remember something. If the guy doesn't get the first down late in the second quarter, you know, and, and if he doesn't get the blah, 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 and if the pass interference isn't called and so on, the game has already been shaped around what calls they made they didn't make. I will say this. In the last two minutes... To determine the game, they should just review it all. They should just look at it and go, hang on. You know, so you got a guy that's really savvy because I here's another thing. You don't need to show it to me 67 times usually. The second it happens on live TV, or certainly on a replay once in slower motion, I'm gonna go, tell them to wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, like you can at least set the alarm. There might be a problem. Make them wait. Yeah. Yes, it's gonna prolong the game. Yes, but the last two minutes, so many times, everything you've done up until that point. You see the official start walking like he's in slow motion up to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should make him say it in slow motion. The, uh, yeah, but sometimes things happen where they've got to look for a long time. Like in the Duke uh, UCF game, you couldn't tell if that ball hit the rim or not. They reviewed that oh, for like that was three tough. minutes, and you're like, it was longer than three minutes. Sometimes it takes a while to figure, get the call right. Well, the good thing about this is that the way the rule is set up, it, whatever the call was, it has to be irrefutable yes. evidence to change it. So if you can't determine, if it did hairline glance it and it didn't change it, the trajectory of the ball enough to really make it, it will, then you don't change it. It will be. Then a, it goes back to what the ref called it. It will be a coach's challenge. Okay. But I don't like that. That's what I, I was asking. I, yeah, you should counts. just review it. I think it should just be watched yeah. and buzzed out. Yeah. Because it literally takes them two seconds to just say, throw the flag, you know. Yeah, well, you, like, so a coach has to burn a challenge on that. When yeah, maybe they out. didn't see it. Maybe they didn't see it from the angle that they well, did. Well, yeah, but nowadays with what the rules are, if you're a pro football team that pays that kind of they money. They have a coach that you watches you got a coach it. that watches Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Go, he's yelling down to the headset. He's pushing the button going, yeah. review it, review it. You know, he's telling them. Yeah. And, and that's why you see teams, when they know they got away with it, run up to the line of scrimmage and try to run a play. Because once the ball is snapped, if you don't throw that flag, mm-hmm. you don't have a chance to go back. So what else you got, John? Uh, with opening day creeping up on us, odds have come out as far as who is the favorite to win the World Series this year. Can you guess who it is? Uh, I'm going to say that it's the Houston Astros. Uh, Yes. Houston Astros, I agree. According to the Westgate Las Vegas sports book, the Yankees are the World Series favorites with coming in at five to one odds. Astros are six to one odds, and the Red Sox are seven to one odds. Where are my Padres? Oh, uh, when you get the whole list, they're not there. But they're, they're not, not the Orioles. The Orioles are two thousand to one odds to win the World Series. Throw ten bucks on them. Yeah, might as I was well say right. Throw a hundred on your Padres are making moves though. Who did they? They just, promote yesterday. They promoted both of their top aspects. So. 
Keep an eye on the Padres. This might be Paulie's year. No, no, it's two years away. Can you get like 300 to 1, though, and put a, a grand on him? You know what I mean? I mean, that's worth a look. Listen, I, I've hit a couple of those really, really astronomically big ones before. Got anything else, Josh? Uh, I was going to try to find you your your, 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 Reds, your um, Padres odds. but um, one, one sad note in this uh, ranking, Roger, lead singer of the ska band English Beat, and oh. general public has passed away. It's terrible. Do we have one details of, on his passing? He had a brain tumor. They, their music was in like every 80s teen angst comedy that you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Like si- Clueless and those types yeah, of... Yeah, 16 Candles. All right, so. finally, KFC will officially reveal their secret recipe. They've claimed it to be secret for no. decades. Many people have speculated about it, but the chain has never confirmed it until Flour, now. salt, and pepper. They are going to give it away <laughs> in a British cooking class. 300... Open kitchen events will be held against the United Kingdom or KFC. Why are they releasing it in KF in Britain? In Britain, this is America. This is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right. It's also a laxative making class. I want to thank our sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, for being a part of today's show. I want to thank the I Colonel. Love KFC. Those, <laughs> those bowls that they are. Oh. I want to thank the Colonel, who's now a major. You remember? Them? <laughs> Did they still make the double down? Oh, I loved that thing. Where man. they didn't have What's a do- I've never it was been the bread. The double down was chicken. The bread, w- the bun was the chicken. How much? So they put you? all the sandwich stuff in between the two pieces of chicken. Oh my god, it was vile. It we was- watched a guy <laughs> eat ten of them. So you you used the chicken sure as a bun, bun and then stuffed other stuff inside it. <laughs> I'm showing Baldwin right now. Oh, you're putting bacon and cheeses up. But th- yeah, is there more ass. chicken inside the chicken? No, no, the chicken is the chicken. There so you're you go, squeezing Baldwin. the grease out of that top right thing. There, yeah. The double the, down. Yeah, the man. worst thing I've ever seen Josh eat was Friendly's kind of did their take on the double down. And it was like a hamburger between two grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, that was so good. That so was it was so a grilled good. cheese sandwich. So you're handling, you're handling the hamburger in your hand, though. Yeah, you? and it's got a grilled cheese on the top, grilled cheese on the bottom, and then your condiments in the middle there. <laughs> so it was four pieces <laughs> so of good. bread. So good. Jeez. So good. You know, the only... I liked the double I like I like Taco Bell, no, I and I go to Taco Bell maybe once every couple of months, so five times a year or something like that I'll treat myself to. to and, treat and then yourself. I, and, and then I go, yeah, it's a flush. It's like doing a cleanse. <laughs> So I live in the bathroom the whole night, and my system is just does not compute fast food at all. I don't ever eat it. Um, but and not that I'm Joe, you know, not that I won't go eat a thirty ounce steak somewhere because I will. But I just I don't eat fast food. But I will say this, and thank God that this one guilty pleasure that I have fast food wise is only a couple of times a year do mm-hmm. they serve it, mm-hmm. and that's the McRib. So yeah. at McDonald's. I will see if it says McRib is back because oh, they put the poster so up. Good. I will go in and I will order a two McRibs. I will take everything with extra pickles and onions, and then I will take the other one apart and put it inside one, so it's a double McRib. And I will eat that every day for the week they have it. The, the McRib I is love delicious. You better hope that doesn't happen before running of the bowls. You'll put on thirty jo- pounds. Josh knows I'm a huge McRib fan too, and it's the sauce. I you don't care what it is. You could put a shoe in that it, sauce and it would be delicious. That, that McRib? With a Dr. Pepper? I, I have to admit, I have a, weak, I have a weakness. 
shut it down. One. Don't eat the bun though because it's made it like yo like wrestling mats. You know what? I might order I like four McRibs and just put my hand on the sauce and eat them. I like the bun. It's got yeah. a thickness to it. But what if I took a McRib and brought it to the chicken place and put the chicken on the outside? Of the McRib? And you party. You lived the fullest life. Wow. Did you? Uh, have you ever had the KFC bowl? Oh, do I? I yeah. I've never been to KFC in my life. Oh, mashed, my, potatoes mashed potatoes, with, corn, gravy, yeah. chicken, all just mixed in together. Yeah, dude. So There's probably good. how many? How many fast food chains do you think there are? A ton. We, we Josh just yesterday did the we did the March fast food Madness. bracket. Okay, sixty-four so, bracket. So McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. Can't Bell. name them all. There's, I mean, there's, there's hundreds. There's hundreds guys, of them. Yeah. Five guys. Hundreds of hundreds yeah, of fast yeah. food yes. places we've never that heard of. That are big like McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, like down south, there's places I've never heard what of. What a burger, yeah. Jack, Jack. Yeah, what a burger. He's like Hardee's, Jack in the Box, all those Shake Shacks, uh, oh, Steak Shake and Shack. Good. Steak yeah, and Shake. I, I would venture to say that I haven't been to ten of them in my life. Yeah, probably not. Not even ten. You're not aficionados like. No, I, I, used, I, I, I pale in comparison. I used to get the Arby's when I was a, working in retail. You're I an award-winning fast food connoisseur. <laughs> Thank you. I used to get the <laughs> the Big Montana from Arby's, which was just piles of that gray rose. I want to think. I think I've been to Arby's once because it was all I, I kept hearing. Uh, uh, we have the meat. Yeah, <laughs> and they do. Yeah, and they you do. will. So, you will miss fast food. Like I live in. Hoboken, New Jersey, mm -hmm. and it is there's it's all gourmet restaurants, yeah, and fancy stuff, mm -hmm. and I and I know Taco Bell's out there somewhere. You just gotta I, find it's not it. near me. Mm -hmm. and I know KFC's over here. Yeah, and when you go with years without them readily available to you, you start to crave it and mm -hmm. miss it. So when you start talking about KFC, it's just. It's like memory. Yeah. It brings it back, you know? Taco Bell. Is the chicken that good at yeah, KFC? It, it, yes, it's it good. is. Because it, Robin went to, so the the the, the thing, the, I saw the wrapper in the car, and I'm looking at the at the um, uh, soda container, and I looked at it, and it says- uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. So I look at it, and I go, now, and Robin's really, really meticulous about her diet, and I went- so this is the new thing that opened up in Cicero. And I go, I see all the cars down the road, blah, and everyone's making such a big deal. I go, is it that good? That she goes, oh my God, it's so good. Now, I still have not had a Chick-fil-A. I don't know. We went. I still have not had a Chick-fil-A at, this, at, oh, this, oh, at yeah. this place. So, uh, but you introduced me yeah. for the first time ever to having it. I, I, you know, it, it was it was okay. I, mean, I, I didn't eat it and go like a McRib where I went, holy crap, I gave yeah. you 20 of these. You know, it was good. It was, it was good. <laughs> you know, it was okay. It was, uh, uh, you know, it was juicy. And it was crispy. And, you know, I, okay. So, in, but. In Texas, they have what, what a, a burger. Yeah. Now, have you guys had a Whataburger? Yeah, so he says, I yeah. have in Texas. Have you? I, I'll tell you one. I have a quick, before you get into the Whataburger. I went to a Whataburger in the middle of, I'm driving back from Houston to Syracuse after the final four. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and I'm starving. And there's a Whataburger on the side of the road in this small podunk town. Mm-hmm. And they were holding church in it too. So I walk in, and there's a mass going on. Might in the as well. Burger. You got the building, right, Andy? And, and, <laughs> and they're serving fast food to people. Oh, was the Whataburger good? Oh, it's delicious. delicious. See, it's probably the best hamburger. I, I went with I Hanley guys. to one because it's in Texas. And okay, it was, it was good, but it, you know. Oh, you didn't do it for you. Well, listen, if I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy a big thing of burger and make, you know, a burger with cheese and onion and the whole bit on the bread I want it on, on a Kaiser roll, you know, I'm going to toast it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have burgers at my house You're that no I fun. make on my grill. They're 
like so much better than any hamburger. That, right. So like I look at that and he I doesn't go, know. He and doesn't I, get well, it. He okay, doesn't okay. Get it. He, he doesn't get, get the fast food, but he is like a gourmet. Chef. I know he is. No, he, I know he is. He, he but I will cook. put my hamburger at my house, a, 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 a but it quarter pound of choice. You know, ground filet mignon, and you're going to go. Why would you ever eat that food? But yours again? is a forty dollar burger, and I can get another one for a dollar. Oh, there's no question that it costs more money to eat. Yeah. Than, than, oh, so, s- so the money is a factor. No, and they sprinkle, I'm trying to understand. They sprinkle some crack or something <laughs> on it. It's delicious. It's a mustard. It's a mustard based burger. So what you don't? Oh, yeah. they, it's, it's the it's the beef patty with the cheese no, 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 and no, the no, mustard no. and the lettuce, Paulie, tomatoes, Paulie and the pickles is, and the onions. Paulie is more on it. What you're getting that you don't know is that that cow was slaughtered 17 years ago <laughs> in some place, and and to preserve it, I mean, the chemicals that they mm, put on, I love you're crackalacking. I love craving the cracky on it. You do Delicious. love the crackalack. In and Out is probably In and Out and Five Guys are probably the two best burgers. I think. Uh, I don't. I, I, would, I, don't know. I would throw. I've, one I've one never had. There. I've never had any of them. Uh, well, know. if we ever go to LA, you're going to In and Out with me. Uh, West Coast. In, in and Out when they started. Um, and and Alec lived in uh, Venice, um, and the guy there was only two of them, and there was the, one of the first ones was in Venice, and he knew the owner and everything, and said, "Hey, listen, I'm looking to franchise, I'm looking for investors. Do you want to get involved?" And Alec said, "No," <laughs> and they became he's, in and out. He, he still did okay. Yeah, I think I'm he made. Worried. Yeah, I'm yeah, not listen, worried about him. I'm not crying over his income either. I can see. I can see if he was living in like in Syracuse and. <laughs> You know, and doing a radio, radio show. show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz. Hi, this is Bruce Smith. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett. Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, it's Dean King. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> it is. We're so you never get over that, do you? We're dysfunctional here. We're highly, we're a highly dysfunctional program. We were the whole station. The whole station is is highly dysfunctional. I, it might be the leadership. I'm not going to lie. But but, but <laughs> wow. You mean you? Or yes. you? Are you throwing Ed under the bus? Come on. It was just throw making, the great Ed Levine under the bus? I making fun of myself. Of course, you dropped. <laughs> why, I know. Why are you trying to get me Jerk. <laughs> well, you know, it's every man for himself. Life preservers <laughs> go out. The awards came out. You know, we're all scrambling right now. Are we getting a bonus? Are we going to get anything? You're not. You're getting an award. And do, so You'll we get want, a pat on the back. We, we, we will get a pat on the back? Yes. I'm like the dog that never gets patted by its master. So, I mean, will I Welcome actually get a nice job? I know you it's might. a thankless job. You it's a thankless might. job. Do you know what happened was really funny today, and it's happened the last two times uh, that this this has occurred? So, you know, Ed's been traveling and doing something, mm-hmm. and his door, like, I can tell when I pull up my truck if his blinds are up or down or whatever, That if he's in there, usually. Um, and then, you know, depending on the code, if his door is wide open, that's kind of an indication that if you want to pop your head in, you might have a chance to get his audience. If the door is partially open, it's like, look, I'm busy, but it's better be important. That's for door- specific people. Right, That's right. for, like... So, so the door's closed, you don't you don't go in there, right? Mm-hmm. So two days ago, the door's wide open, right? And literally as soon as I came in, something happened with Nick Maine. I went, Nicky Maine! And I got loud and the door closed immediately. Like <laughs> he heard my voice <laughs> close. And today, same thing. I came in and I went, you know, bracketology, baby. What's going on, boys? How you doing? I you know, kind of announcery into the into the <laughs> To the office, immediately just watch his door go and closed. Do you think it's voice recognition? Probably, probably. Not yeah, gonna lie to you. That's where I'm going. I uh, that's where I'm going with it too. What do you What do you got there? I got this story, and I'm going to tell you why this is a significant story. 
this could shape the entire Lakers team, This the, the indicator that has been made here. Lonzo Ball has covered up his big baller brand tattoo amid drama with family and business. So I've delved deeper into this story. But I'm going to tell you why just the initial headline of it is significant. So they have a sneaker that's like $500, the big baller brand, that the father runs the company. Lonzo is the key, obviously the, the key. He's the one that's an NBA player. The other two are never going to play in the NBA. It's not going to happen, all that nonsense. And now they trade for LeBron James, and they get LeBron James. And we know that LeBron James is not going to put up. And I said on this show several times, if the father doesn't tone this down, they will trade Lonzo Ball. He will be part of the package that goes to bring in another big name. He's a good, he's a good player. Uh, he's undergoing knee surgery right now, not not super bad, you know, but he's 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 surgical. But he covered. He had his tattoo artist come in on his arm, where it was the big ball brand, their 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 uh, their big brand of sneaker, the whole family, and he covered up the tattoo. Now that's a real big statement that he's uh, making. Apparently, a guy who owns sixteen percent of the company was stealing Lonzo Ball's money. Right, a one point five million. And his dad dollars. didn't do anything. Okay, so so uh, regardless of all the facts of this, I'm going to tell you why this is a stirring and big story. For him to go to the to the lengths of covering up, even if someone else stole money, if it wasn't his father, he is he's he's stepping away from being a representative of this family business. So, you know, when you don't have your headline guy, that's like taking Air Jordans and Michael Jordan say, you know, in the second year of his career, I'm not going to support, you know, Jordans anymore. So he is the, the key figure behind all this. Watch how fast this move tightens up his relationship with LeBron because he's going to go to Nike. I will bet you, I'll walk off the show. He is going to end up with Nike in the next six months. He's going to sign a deal with Nike. It'll be a very lucrative deal, and he'll stay a Laker for it. Watch. He's going to stay now. They're going to try to hold on to him. That was a huge sign of what he's willing to do to snub his whole family now with a sneaker that's Really, in his name, it's not the it's not the family and the father. It's because Lonzo plays for the Lakers, or he's going to play for somebody else. But his chances, if he signs with Nike and kind of follows and, and does the mentorship thing with LeBron of staying a Laker, are far greater by making this move. You'll see. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do, but if I, I think Lon, I think all of them are uh, pretty much on the table if they've got a chance to. Improve the team, so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rest on the fact that Lonzo is exactly safe now because of this. Are you surprised that no one, that no one has signed Carmelo for any? Are you su- no? Because he, uh, teams that are going to make runs in the playoffs, are are set and are not going to screw with their chemistry. Does team, he find a team next year? Maybe, but he may have just you know. Uh, adding him now, who's going to add him? A last place team, so they can an Orlando kind of team. No, but see, I think that's the chemi- a seven or an eight. I don't think you would want to mess with your chemistry on your team going into the playoffs. I'd love to have a Carmelo Anthony come in as like the number eight guy later in the game. You're in foul trouble. It can put up six points, and you know he's a, he's a, a defensive liability. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's fair or not, but he's not. A, the rumors are he's been a very good teammate, but as he's gotten older, he doesn't accept the role of. Being the yeah. eighth guy, so yeah, yeah, he's not he's not liking that. Yeah, so who, who knows? But at, at this point of the season, he's not going to help anybody. And the only thing that would do is if he went to a really bad team and put up twenty a night, you know, you know, because they wanted yeah. to put a Pelican next the year. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they may be really bad. But, they're going to be really bad next year. So who, gonna be a penalty. who knows? His career might be swan over. song he, in New York. No quick swan song no, in New York. No, he his career may be over. He may. Yeah, you know, he was great in Denver. It, he got teams that weren't that great to the the conference finals. He he. It, you, know, it's a, it's, you know what the sad thing for me? It's a very unceremonious ending for him. You know, to, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's, he's going to be a Hall yeah. no, no question, man. I'm not, I, you know, that's exactly the reason why I'm saying it's such an unceremonious, you know, the, the years with the Knicks, the years with Denver, you know, then this debacle in Houston where they kind of made him the fall guy, then no one picks him up, uh, the rumors about his locker room compatibility and, and then whether he's a cancer. It just was very unceremonious, you know, it was... Yeah. The it Knicks was, were a dumpster fire when he it was It felt like Pete Rose to me without the controversy. You know, just kind of a, do you forget how great Pete Rose was for God's sake? He I mean, got Carmelo <clears throat> got a bad rap as not being a winner when he he won in. Who is? Who is forgetting that we're on a show that we're actually live on the show right now? Look how handsome he is today. Has he got got the whole makeup thing going on or something? You're on, you're live with the mole on the show, Big Al. I thought you guys were off at eleven. No, do we do an, a two hour show, it's, sir, for almost a year? <laughs> Are you, are you guys go till 12? Yeah. We do. Wow, I could have called in. I just finished doing Howard for an hour and a half. We heard you were on Howard. We were about to talk about that. Do you want to talk about your, uh, you want to call in? So you want me to come on your show to talk about the show I was just on? Yes. Well, we want to talk about whether or not you so talked about. Like the insanity of media today. Let's yeah. talk about Yeah, we show. want to talk about whether you talked about. my appearance on we, the show. We, we, call, call us in because we got big news for you to tell you about our show. All right, so that's my brother Alec, who just got off of Howard. Of course, he calls the big show after. We got to bump knows, Seth Everett for Alec Baldwin. Yeah, you t- t- let Seth come on with him. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, you're just going to cut Seth out? That's it? Bye, you're off because Alec? Yeah, we'd rather have Alec. Is that Alec right now? Probably. We want to chance the phone. It's No, because I don't know if it's him. Well, I'll who let, else is calling our show? No one, calls, let, no one calls when you're on. All right, here we go. We're answering blind. <laughs> We're answering the phone blind. Big Al, is it you? You're answering your own phone? Yeah. We answered our own phone because we figured it was you calling and right And we'd in. be quicker than the producers. Yeah, so. the producers are. We don't, yeah. we don't want to offend you. You'd be quicker than the staff. Yeah. So, so Paulie the Mole pointed out, we heard that you were on uh, Howard, and Paulie said, well, I hope he's talking about me on Howard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I talked about everything but Paulie. Oh. <laughs> it's always, uh, I used to get, in the, in the beginning... And, and the stakes weren't the same for me as they are for you uh, um, when you when you go on Howard. And I don't think he's as bad uh, as he was back when he was trying to make a point of being a shot jock and uh, shock jock and all that. But I would get nervous sometimes doing the show because he would pull stuff out and bring it up that was you know uh, for me because I got my own my own share of trouble doing things that uh, were quite offensive sometimes. <laughs> How is it for you to do his show? Well, I mean, I mean, he and I talk a lot about how I've known him for a long time. I've appeared on that show for a long time, and people change. I mean, I, I, and we ended by saying, you know, I said the difference in you is probably the difference in me, which is you're happily married. You know, his wife is this lovely way. And he just, his eyes popped out, and he pointed toward me. He said, that's it. And, you know, he's a very, uh, uh, you know, he was always a very aggressive in the way that all those guys were aggressive on radio. It's a... It's a I don't, need, I don't need to tell the two of you, it's a spoken word medium. There's no visual, there's nothing you can cut to. It's all sound, and you've you got to keep it moving. You've got to drive that horse down the track. And uh, he was very good at that, and, and he was aggressive. And, uh, and when you say bring up things from people's past, uh, you know, that's, 
the, the tedious, I mean, I just find it really tedious. And it's not even so much hurtful. I mean, there's times these things are said about you, and it's very hurtful in a way. But it's also tedious because what's subtracted from it is the humanity of it. You know, they, 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 everybody doesn't realize that people, no matter how famous or successful you are, you make mistakes. And, uh, and it seems that the audience is like, ooh, see you, 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 you know, you do bad things. And you do bad. And you're like, yeah, like anybody else, you know, like, like people do. And uh, it is a bit of a boring, really boring uh, reality you have to live with. You do a podcast and you've you've done an interview show. Howard is known as being the shock jack, but he is probably one of the best interviewers ever in radio. What makes him good to you as an interviewer? Well, no, I, mean, I think that he is somebody who uh, he benefits from that longer format. My podcast, we have people in the room with us for an hour and we cut it down to 35 or 40 minutes, sometimes longer. Sometimes people sit in the chair longer. And when you give them the opportunity to say whatever they want to say, some people, they, they, they pick up that baton and they run with it. You know, they really enjoy that as opposed to the, the tighter, more produced segments on Fallon or the Today Show and so forth. So, and that, that's what he benefits from is he's, uh, um, he can breathe and everything. I mean, I just did a show. I did it for an hour and, uh, he's, and it goes by like it's 20 minutes and, uh, but also he's just very, um, uh, you know, he, as a comedy, uh, uh, mind, you know, as a guy who's a, who's a, a known as being very funny, um, he's got that, uh, he's got that weaponry available to him and he can just eviscerate you like Letterman. Letterman could just slice and dice you if you wanted to. But, um, and, and Howard is the same insofar as he just has that tool. Uh, to rely on, uh, which is that he's so funny. That's not true of a lot of uh, um, interviewers, and uh, especially in, in more like straightforward media. Now, this is why these shows are hosted by comics, Colbert and uh, uh, Seth Meyers and all those people. The, 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 the comedy component saves the show. If, if, uh, if the guest is dry, if the guest is, is not that interesting, then the host takes over, and, and they've got ample... Uh, ammunition to describe the whole thing through. That happened to me. Um, I, I don't, I'm sure you didn't see it, but I was on uh, Leno, and it, I, you know, they give you that if you've been the first guest out before, you know, that's the more prestigious thing to lead the night and so on. And there's certain nights that are better than others. So they asked me to come out. Do I want to come out with Marley Matlin for the first time she's ever going to speak in an interview? And I thought. Well, yeah, that's big news. I'll come in second position to coming behind her. So she comes out with her, uh, uh, her interpreter who speaks for her usually, but she's going to actually speak in an interview and it, it's not going well. Um, she's getting more nervous and she's, you know, she's struggling with saying the words properly. So the interpreter jumps in. So they, they were going to do two segments with her, then Hank Williams Jr. and then me. So they come running into my dressing room. They go, look, we're only doing one with Marley. We're going to bring Hank out now. He does a song. He sits down. You're going to come in a segment earlier. So we just, so I go, okay. So Hank Williams comes out and he does this really incredibly long political song. And starving people are dying and the U.S. government is crying, you know. And so he does that. He sits down and Jay goes, wow, you know, that's a, jeez, Hank, powerful song you had there. It's amazing. And so... Uh, Hank turns around and he goes, well, you know, I've, I haven't been singing in a long time, Jay, you know, because uh, of the accident. 
Well, Jay Leno has no idea, nor does anyone have any idea what Hank Williams is talking about. Hank Williams was in a skiing accident in Bridger Bowl, Montana, cracked his skull open and had 11 surgeries on his brain. So he goes in to say all this stuff, and then they crack my head open. So Jay's looking over at the wing going, get Baldwin out here. (laughs) So they come running into me again. They go, you're coming out now. You're coming out now. And I went out there, and I got to do two segments with him. Well, I got got good news uh, today, Alec. You're going to love this story. He's Uh, a part of the story. Yes. uh, New York State Broadway. Broadcasters Association released their winners for their awards today. An outstanding radio show went to the Daniel Baldwin show. Hey, now. Wow. Wow. Hey, now. I'm proud of you, fellas. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you're a big part of that. You're a big part of that. You come on the show. We get A-list guests. And when I say A-list, you are... A, well, the I'm, A-list. Uh, <laughs> right, right, exactly. right. Well, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to actually go do some uh, incidental tracking for my podcast right now. I'm pulling up to WNYC, but I wanted to say, um, well, that's great for you. I mean, that, that that's good news for you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I love Howard. He's always he's so kind to me, and, and he just lets me. We just you know shoot the BS about all this kind of stuff. He's so, a really uh, good. Uh, he's a really good guy. Uh, which way are we? Okay, um, I'm pulling up now, guys. But. Uh, well, I'll make sure I monitor. I thought you guys were, uh, uh, I lost track of the time. I thought you guys were done by 11. I, I don't know why I was. No, sir. We're, we're, we're so, a two-hour uh, show. Always available for your calling. Okay. Well, I'll call back later on, and we'll see if there's any more developments in the Mueller report. Let's talk about that next time. Right, the Mueller let's, report. Let's okay. talk about the Mueller report. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Bye, Zan. All right. We'll come back with Seth Everett. Get us ready for the Major League Baseball season. <laughs> This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, you got Seth on? Yeah, we've got uh, Seth Everett who does 10 million different jobs and he's off the phone. I I don't see a lot. He hung up. He hung up? He was offended about the Alex thing? Did we not get him, Tommy? Big Tommy, Big Tommy. There's there's someone online again. Hopefully he's uh, able to get him and he can text us whether or not He's got him, but Seth Everett from Forbes Magazine, NBC Sports Radio. He's on hold right now, my friend. Um, you know, he's on hold a little right bit of everything. Did Seth, Tom- Seth Everett on hold? Yes. Did Tommy hang up on you, Seth? I think so. I, I'm not. I'm not blaming him because I don't know. There is a chance my thumb hit the hang up button. You okay, bl- you, can, you can blame. You can blame. We're going to need a Zapruder film of what happened. Yeah. Exactly. Who hit the button? Abraham Zapruder. <laughs> so what's going on, guys? I now, miss you. How, how have you been, my friend? I'm good. When's our football game? When are we starting? Uh, spring game is uh, the 13th, and we've got tons of great Syracuse legends coming up. Uh, Larry, let's, uh, Larry let's Zonka, Tom Cobb. I think he's talking about playing a football game. I think he wants to play a football game. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Have you ever <laughs> met me? <laughs> we've got, yeah, I've seen you. You could be like a fullback coming in. Pile driving. Oh, nice. Go, that's a nice way of saying I'm fat. That's okay. Don, I'm just saying that you got some So do I. got some girth, some power. Some girth. <laughs> so You'd be a good fullback. How, how, how did the Mets like Jefferson Clinton? Uh, <laughs> Jefferson Clinton's a beautiful hotel. I know. I love it there. What? What did you? Noah Syndergaard <laughs> was joking, and then and then his ultimate troll on Instagram yesterday. He takes a pic, the picture of himself with the Syracuse flag and says, "Thank you, Scranton. I love you." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to make a lot of people that don't like him up here. No, I think he's lovable. Is he lovable? Well, I don't find him lovable. As a matter of fact, he blocked me on Twitter. Uh-oh. Why? 
and I'll tell the story. I thought you, of all people, would enjoy the entertaining story. It's yeah. not as good as Alec Baldwin's appearance, but it's, it's entertaining nonetheless. Nothing um, good. Two years ago, Two years ago was when ESPN had a big round of layoffs. We lose I was sensitive <laughs> to members of the media at that point. Yeah. But Noah Syndergaard had an elbow issue. And when the elbow issue ha- happened, this is a guy who's always doing funny videos. He takes pose with Mr. Met. He, he loves to be Mr. Chummy. Oh, my. He's not a terrible cell connection. I'm losing every other word. I think Noah Syndergaard hijacked his phone. I think yeah, I think we just blocked them. Actually, I think, we blocked, I, think I think you know. Uh, uh, if you don't get his humor, uh, though, you, you're not having fun in life. Well, yeah, but it, it's strange to have um, get blocked by a member you know, to block a member of the media. Like that's 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 you know you don't get the coverage. You don't get you know. I mean, like I could see LeBron blocking. Uh, who's the idiot to, that to blasts LeBron all the time? Uh, um, that just has it out for him. He's been, he's been on ESPN forever. I can't think of his name. So right either he's got really fat fingers or chicken wing sauce on his hands. No, his reception. His, his we were losing uh, losing his word. Do you want? To, is that him again? Here I, he comes. I, I, he's coming I, back. I got to come back. This is a war radio. <laughs> yeah, this is this is work. But you know what? When you get a good connection, you should pull your car over. Well, <laughs> he's online too. <laughs> Just go with it. Seth, are you, you back? Right there? Okay. You, right. you got a good joint for us now here? Come on. So, yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on. So but, he hurt his elbow. So he hurt his elbow, and he admonished the media. He said to the PR guy, he said, get your minions out of my face. I'm not talking to any of you. Like, he was just rude on a day when the media lost 250 people, you know, from to layoffs. And so when that happened, I said, for a guy who likes to call himself four, I'll equate him to a different Marvel hero. I call him Squirrel Girl. And Black. at that at Black. that point, at yeah. that point, he didn't he didn't block me. But what happened then was he he refused an MRI because he's dumb as a box of. Oh my! I give up! I give up on him. Yeah, I'm out. done with he's him. Out. This is who you bumped Alec for early. <laughs> this, is who you to, this is who you wanted to bump Alec for. I don't know what was more painful that. Or when Alec goes on a political tirade, <laughs> <laughs> they're both they're both equally. He wants to talk about the Mueller report. I was like, Oh, oh no! Don't he go. made me so uncomfortable the other day when he went into that. I'm like, Well, oh. it's not just that. But if you were to say, you know, uh, let's let's just, let's just say, and I'm not voicing my opinion. I think the report was inaccurate. I think, that, and you made it a quick one minute, yeah. you know, knockout. It's not appropriate but we're not always you know uh, the yeah. the model of appropriacy yeah. when we're on the show talking about what we talk about for a sports show but he goes on and on about the technical aspects of it. line 42 word seven he said compromise when really it's a, and you're like bro bro there's people snoring on the highway we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna cause an accident you gotta make a comeback here right now let's talk about you know let's let's tell a panty joke come on do something all right let's take a quick break after that Award. They're taking our award back. What? 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 Wow. <laughs> See? And I didn't do anything. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll do we'll something. We'll be right off. back after this. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Loud noises! 
Please shut the hell up. This is Sounding Off with Pauly Sevilla. You ready to do this, Daniel Baldwin? I am, man. I'm uh, I'm getting inundated with uh, messages and emails, so I'm doing both. I'm really glad you're paying attention to your award-winning show. I am paying attention to my award-winning show. Some of the emails that I'm getting have to do with the fact that we are the award-winning show here in, in the state of New York. A bird crashed through Stephen A. Smith's window at his ESPN office yesterday. I heard the news. I heard a turkey vulture crashed into the window of my office. Clearly, it was looking for me. But contrary to what some of you out there might believe, it wasn't coming to do me harm. It wasn't coming at me because it was quiet. It was disgusted with some of my takes. It came to my office because it missed me. It was sad because it had been roaming around Bristol. Have you been in Bristol, Connecticut? There's a whole bunch of those things around, okay? So why would it come to my office? You know why it came to my office? Because it missed me. Because it knows. Stevie A don't just love the kids. He loves animals, too. He loves all types of stuff, too. Any of God's creatures, Stevie A loves. That's what happened. And that's why he crashed into that window. He said, come back. But I have to let him know. But let's make sure we take care of one of God's creatures. That's what we always want to do. You know, it's funny because whenever I listen to Stephen A., um, when he started his career, I was on a sports show, a, a big sports show, best damn sports show, period. And um, and he was kind of like a beat reporter guy, just, you know, I, I don't know if he came out of some other city or whatever, but he, now he's on a, he was on a national show. Uh, and he was not, he, he would get, he did a little bit of the Stephen A-isms at that time, but not much. He was, uh, I'm on the sidelines, but, you know, he did more of that kind of stuff, you know, and uh, and then near the end of when I left the show, he started getting a little bigger. And he started doing, you know, and, and, and he started doing that kind of reverend thing that he does where he flips out. Now it's all day long. You know, he's he's paid to be that character that he goes off. But I remember the guy who was uh, kind of more humble and more more of a, uh, a reporter. He's actually a fantastic guy, a really nice man. Uh, I, I haven't seen him or talked to him in a long time, but. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the nice guys to talk to uh, when the when they when they went to commercial and you got to chat it up with him. He was a, a, an interesting, very intelligent, uh, fun guy to listen to. What do you got? Ranger shortstop Elvis Andrus is using Baby Shark as his walk up music. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't see how that can't be great. I'm gonna go out on a limb. People are gonna love that. Yep. I think you stay there with it. We'll see what happens on Thursday. We got to the bottom of the biggest mystery of tonight, and that is the story behind the. All right, just stop it. Stop it. All right. One of his kids loves the song. Is my guess. All right, that's fine. Story behind the Elvis Andrews walk-up song, which is "Baby Shark." Do 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 do. I talked to Elvis in the dugout just a bit ago, and I said, "Elvie, what's up with the walk-up song?" He got a giant smile on his face and said, "You like it?" And I said, <laughs> "Not, not, not exactly." And he was like, "It's awesome. It's my boy's favorite song." Boom. So he's playing it for Elvis Jr. What did I tell you? So the only reason why he plays something so childlike, I knew it had to be his kid. Had to be. There you go. That is kind of awesome. Michael Avenetti was on NBC. Uh, he has in, been indicted on accounts of trying to extort money from Nike, tax fraud, all sorts of stuff. And 
allegedly, in case he wants to sue us. And uh, this is uh, him admitting he's scared to go to prison. Well, of course I'm nervous. I'm concerned. I'm scared. I feel terrible for my family. I feel bad for my friends. Um, uh, most people are sticking by me. They believe in me. They know what I'm all about. So I've been very fortunate in that regard. But sure, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm, uh, I'm all those things. Uh, and if I wasn't, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Now, if did this take place, these charges, in Oregon? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, it was done over the phone. He did the, a lot of he. They have him recorded. What the if phone. they filed in Oregon? Because the chances of beating Phil Knight in anything in the courts in Oregon are like. Well, what? he he tweeted out yesterday that they paid Bull Bull. So, who tweeted that out? Avenatti. That that Nike paid Bull. Yeah, Bull? so he's going. He's <clears throat> he's doubling down on it. Wow. So, so he's going to go ahead and do. Because of what they did to him, what they yeah. and 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 then what he'll do is well, he sue was, them for damages. Well, he was saying he's he was go, trying to extort them with what he says is credible information, and then he just threw it up on Twitter yesterday. So, so I wonder where the line is. You know, a lot of it has to do with the verbiage of it. Um, um, <clears throat> I have a friend who bought a product from a big company, and it dangerously failed. Dangerously failed. So he, he videotaped this product while it was on fire. <laughs> and he was like, um, I just bought this from you, so on and so forth. So there's the company that he bought it from, which was a, a big outlet store kind of place. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And then the product itself, which was uh, a, um, well, it doesn't matter. So, so anyway, so this thing went on fire in his driveway and he videotaped it. He's like, look, I just bought this from so-and-so. It is made by so-and-so. And the thing's on fire, and you know it could explode. And the plastic is dripping off the thing. He goes, "I burnt my hand. I burnt my leg from from the uh, fire on it." And so he asked me the advice. He goes, "I'd like to send this video to them to see what they'd like to do about it not becoming viral." You know, and I mm -hmm. went, "Hmm." So if you don't say, "Give me money," or "I'm going to send it," but you say, "I wonder," or, or "I wonder if you'd like to purchase this video," you know, like yeah. like there's ways you can say it, yeah. which are the same thing. Uh, you, I, I have this interesting video that I thought you guys might be interested in buying. You know, what I mean? <laughs> hint, hint. I'm going to put it out that this product is dangerous, and so I wonder. I wonder if there's not a way, a different way he could have handled this. And like we said yesterday, there is a man out there alive with a perfect bracket. Yeah, he's going down though. He's got, he's got a couple of games where he's in trouble. Watching a lot of Big Ten basketball. I always watch bracketology. You know, on Selection Sunday. A lot of this was luck, for sure. I picked UC Irvine to go because we have friends out there and we were visiting them last summer. It's really uh, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect this at all. People started contacting me yesterday, and that's when I found out. I wasn't even really monitoring this one. I filled out four brackets, and this was the fourth one that I almost didn't even fill out. Go with the teams that you like. I have Tennessee and Gonzaga, and then I pick Gonzaga to win it all. And I have Gonzaga to win it all too, but he the two games that he has in the perfect uh, I don't think uh, I think Carolina wins uh, and faces Gonzaga number one, and then um, he also has another uh, one that I didn't agree with. Um, hmm. Did you text me the guy's perfect bracket? No. I thought you did. No, that would require me to do show prep. 
So oh, that's that your what happen. was I thinking? Uh, you got it? No? No, I don't. Okay. Pull, pull up the perfect bracket. I don't have it. Uh, here we go. We got to take another quick break, and we'll come back and wrap the show. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I need Kamozi, bro. You're on the high fire. stepper. You're on fire. Hot right now. stepper. Whatever the hell. You're on fire right now. They should still play this in at basketball games at the Carrier Dome. If we still do the wave, we could definitely have this still. Um, Robert Kraft is back in the news. He did not bite on the um, on the plea deal. So, uh, what's interesting about that? Um, in the deal, they the DA asked that they sign off and admit that there was a wrongdoing, that they were there soliciting prostitution. Obviously, Robert Kraft believes that he can beat that. Um, however, it is he's going to go about that. My understanding of it is there are hidden cameras hidden in the room that show sexual contact taking place. So I'm not saying I know that about Kraft. I'm just saying that's the, the general census that's been spread around the news is that there is footage of, of a sexual act taking place. I would think that if he knows that something like that had occurred, if he, if he did indeed do that, he would avoid that being introduced as evidence because then it becomes public domain. So, you know, people or the judge would have to seal it or whatever. So he's willing to roll the bones um, that. Let's say a dice in this story. Let's say what? The dice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the chits. <laughs> we don't want to use bones in this story. Yeah. Well, he's willing to roll the bone. That let me be let me be grammatically correct, unless there was another guy in the room. Um hey now. I don't think I, I I it's already out there, so what's he care? Well, okay, so so if he's gonna a, plead guilty all right, all right, to it. Hang on, hang on. So um the difference between um, Hunt getting in trouble is there's video evidence of him doing it. You know what I mean? It was no longer an accusation. It was a fact. It's viewed on Unless tape. he's doing some weird stuff. You well, know, that's what I mean. So, well, even if he's not, uh, you know, is this a Paris Hilton move? He's going to release the sex tape for popularity reasons? He's going <laughs> to launch, launch a new career? Hot Robert Kraft? <laughs> is that an oxymoron? I mean, is there is there a potential for it to be a hot Robert Kraft? Or is the chick his girlfriend and he wants to give her that that free pub. We will. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna we'll, we'll track this story <laughs> like <laughs> Robin tracking me going to Walmart. <laughs> we'll be back uh, with more of this award-winning greatness. Winding. It's award-winding <laughs> show. We'll be back with more tomorrow.